Welcome to Self-Care Hacks, the short podcast for overwhelmed and stressed out women who want to learn how to take better care of themselves. I'm your host, Anita Ojeda. I used to suffer from overwhelm and stress too, but I've learned how to take care of myself and take care of others. You can too. As I walked on the dirt road behind our house, I chastised myself. Why didn't you start preparing for this presentation sooner? You can act so irresponsible sometimes. The other part of me whined. Because I've had a busy summer. That's no excuse. You present at that conference in two days. It seems like you do this every single time. You wait until the last minute to do everything. No wonder you feel stressed. I shook my head in defeat. My steps slowed with the weight of all I needed to accomplish in a few short hours. My inner voice had caught me again, but then I stopped in my tracks. I had planned on writing a back-to-school post about bullying. Maybe what I needed was a stiff talk to myself about facing down my biggest bully, me. I would never use that tone of voice or those words with my students. Whatever in the world made me think it was okay to use them on me. We all bully ourselves from time to time. It's known as negative self-talk or rumination. When that voice in your head chastises you nonstop and you start to feel hopeless, you have a bully problem. According to a study published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology in 2014, I'll leave a link in the show notes, One way to distance yourself from negative self-talk is to think about yourself in the third person. Instead of saying, I always mess up and procrastinate, I should say, Anita always messes up and procrastinates. Just saying those two sentences helps me see the absurdity of the statement. In most situations, I am on time. In fact, I have things completed before the due date most of the time. And I actually enjoy doing things ahead of time. Boom. Bully silenced just like that. I also realize that although I have left some things to the last minute, I have also constantly worked on the presentations in my head over the past four months. When doing other tasks, my mind has wandered to what I want to say, how I want to say it, and visuals of me standing in front of an audience delivering the words. In essence, I have drafted my two presentations and led myself through visualization exercises. Just because I didn't write those down months ago does not mean that I haven't worked on them. Henry Ford said it best. Okay, it's credited to Henry Ford, but others have said essentially the same thing. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. So let's talk about cognitive distortions. In his book, Feeling Good, The New Mood Therapy, I'll leave a link in the show notes, Dr. Burns outlines 10 cognitive distortions, or 10 negative thought patterns, that people struggle with. I call them the 10 bullies. Here they are. Bully number one, all or nothing thinking. You categorize yourself as either all good or all bad. No one is either all good or all bad, unless we're talking about God and the devil. Bully number two, overgeneralization. You conclude that if you act a certain way once, you are destined to act that way forever. I remember getting up front of the student body at the college that I went to 
and totally forgetting the campaign speech I was giving to run for a student association office. Even worse, I had been so confident I didn't even take notes with me. I ended up recovering, sort of, but it took me a long time to live down the embarrassment. Since then, I've gotten up front at even larger groups and made perfectly fine presentations. Bully number three, mental filters. That's where you choose one negative aspect of yourself or an event and filter all information through this negative light. Let's say your eighth grade teacher told you that you wore too much makeup. Ever since then, you hesitate to wear any makeup at all because you don't want to look like the clown he claimed you looked like way back in eighth grade. Bully number four, disqualifying the positive. There are some people whose personal bully turns even positive things into negative things. Something good happens, they find the bad in it. Hack number five, jumping to conclusions. That's where you assign thoughts to other people that might not be true or you imagine that something bad will happen. There's a great book called The Phantom Tollbooth that helped me understand this concept. I'll leave a link to it in the show notes. It's a kid's book and fun to read. And when you get to the part about jumping to conclusions, you'll know what I mean. Bully number six, magnification and minimization. You either blow things out of proportion or ignore them. Think about a little kid who has a tiny cut and needs a band-aid. That's magnification. Now think of that same child and they're bleeding profusely and they brush it off and say, oh, it's nothing. That's minimization. Bully number seven, emotional reasoning. You confuse your feelings about yourself with reality. If we feel badly about ourselves, it's pretty easy to think that the thoughts that we think about ourselves are actually true, even if no one else believes them. Bully number eight, should statements. That's where you create long lists of things you should or ought to do and use them to pressure yourself into doing things. And you end up berating yourself when you fail. Bully number nine, labeling and mislabeling. This is an extreme, irrational form of overgeneralization. It's where you immediately slap a label, whether it's right or wrong, on your actions or you yourself as a person, and then use those labels to beat yourself up. Bully number 10, personalization. That's when you take responsibility for negative events that you actually have no control over. And how often are we guilty of that one? Hopefully, you don't have to contend with all 10 bullies at once. Here are some practical steps to fight off the bullies. We all indulge in negative self-talk at times. Likewise, we all encourage ourselves with positive self-talk too. Learning how to turn the negative into positive will help us feel less hopeless and discouraged. And I just want to add here, if you feel discouraged to the point of depression, make an appointment with a mental health professional as soon as possible. Today. Stop the podcast and go make an appointment. If you feel suicidal, seek medical attention immediately. Or call 1-800-273-8255. That's the suicide hotline. There is no shame in seeking help. A person experiencing a heart attack wouldn't feel embarrassed for rushing to the hospital. 
Our mental health is just as important as our physical health. Jesus tells us in Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine to love your neighbors as yourself. Therefore, as Christians, we have a mandate to learn how to love ourselves so that we can love others. If you struggle with your inner bullies, I challenge you to grab a piece of paper the next time a bully pops up in your brain. Fold the paper in half, and on the left side, write down what the bully has to say. Now, open the paper up, and on the right side, rephrase each of those statements using the third person. Under the third person restatement, use a different colored pen to write the truth. So, for example, the bully in my head might say, I'm always late, or I'm getting fat, or I always forget to pay the bills. I would write those three things down and leave some space between each one. Then I would open up the paper and I would write in the third person, Anita is always late. And then I would find a different colored pen and I would say, actually, Anita is usually on time, which is the truth. Where the bully has made me think I'm getting fat, I would open up the paper and write across from it, Anita is getting fat. And then I would take a different colored pen and write the truth. Anita is working hard to change her eating habits during stressful times, but I don't like the way I eat sometimes when I'm stressed. So I'm going to work to reverse that bad habit. If the bully says, I always forget to pay bills, I would open up the paper and across from that, I would say, Anita always forgets to pay bills. And then I would look at that and say, yeah, no, the truth is Anita occasionally forgets to pay bills on time, but she sets them up to pay automatically so she doesn't have to worry about it. When we bully ourselves, we usually do so out of anger, but we need to deal with our self-anger in the same way that we deal with anger at other people. When we go through exercises that help us love ourselves, we, in essence, offer forgiveness and grace to ourselves. By doing this, we take Paul's advice to not give the devil a foothold in our lives. Above all, remember that Jesus values you so much that he gave his life in exchange for yours. He wants you to live a free and abundant life, and that's difficult to do when you're hauling around a bag full of inner bullies. Come back next week when we talk about the importance of learning to lead like a woman. Take care of yourselves, my friends. You are worth it. You can find me at selfcarehacks.net or check out the show notes for links to my social media accounts. If you enjoyed this podcast, take the time to tell a friend. Together, we can build each other up and teach each other how to take better care of ourselves. I'll see you here next Tuesday with more self-care hacks to help you overcome the overwhelm.